This week on the podcast, I'm joined by Alana Schroeder of The Distinguished Guest, and we're going to be talking about beds. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. As ever, a delight to be back with you and entering a new year, a new decade. I hope you, like me, are doing this all, you know, full of motivation to get going for a new year, that you've got loads of goals and things that you're going to do for your property or for your business, and you're going to achieve greatness in 2020. I've got huge plans for this year. I'm going to go to Barcelona at the end of March. I'm speaking at Kigo World, which I'm hugely excited about. Can't wait for that. Also definitely be at Host 2020 back in London in November. And in between that, well, I'm going to have a vacation this year and I'm going to go with my sister. We're going to spend two weeks in England, going to visit her family and then we're going to Berlin and I'm going to visit my big boy and my my eldest son and his wife and my grandbaby. And I will still continue to work, I'm sure, while I'm on the road and in the air and everywhere I go. So as you know, I'll keep you up to date on what's going on. So in my travels this year, as I did last year, I'm going to be staying in a ton of vacation rentals, different vacation rentals in different places. The one thing that for me defines five stars, that defines, you know, that I'm going to give you a five-star review is whether I get a good night's sleep. And that's particularly so when I go to Europe because I, I, I don't handle jet lag very well. And it's really important that the bed is comfortable so that I can get that really good good night's sleep to get over the jet lag in the first couple of days. It really got me thinking because I had some bad experiences last year in vacation rentals I stayed in. In general, they were all very good, but the beds were either wonderful or awful. And I stayed in a couple where the beds really left a lot to be desired uh, in terms of comfort, in terms of the way they looked. There was one in New Orleans last February at the Vacation Rental Women's Summit where they had these grey sheets and they were microfiber grey sheets. That's one thing being microfiber and the second thing it was grey because it looked, well, they didn't look clean. They didn't look like they'd been laundered. And the microfiber is very soft and slippery and just in general, pretty dire as far as I'm concerned. And that really coloured my perspective of the property. And then there was another one, another time in New Orleans back in October, another place where the bed linens were crisp and white and gorgeously comfortable. And if I could have done, I would have gone out and bought exactly the same ones for my home. So there's a wide difference between beds in vacation rentals and bedding and the way they're presented. 
So I wanted to explore this a bit more and who else to go to but Alana Schroeder from The Distinguished Guest. Alana has been a sort of staple in this industry in terms of her knowledge of of what creates a great bed and great bedding. So without further ado, let's move on over to my discussion about all about beds with Alana Schroeder. So I'm so delighted to have with me once again, my friend, Alana Schroeder and from The Distinguished Guest, and she's going to join me and we're going to talk about all things beds, bedding. And at the end, we're going to have a little spin off and talk about something that's quite different and quite new if you've got a website. And I'm not going to say any more about it than that, because I want you to hang on to the end to see what it is. So, so welcome, Alana. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Heather. Always great to be here. I really appreciate it. And I love the little cliffhanger to help get people to the, to the end of this 30-minute uh, conversation. So that's great. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Because I, I know I that always keeps me hanging on if I'm listening to a podcast, if somebody does a cliffhanger at the beginning. so But I know that the tip you're going to offer at the end is worth their while staying. Anyway, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks. You know, starting out 2020 with a bang. I'm just getting my kids over a little bit of stomach bug, but we're back in the game. Everybody's back at school today. And so I'm just really starting my new year here on the, uh, what's today? The 7th. Yeah, me me too, actually. It, it was a long, it was a long Christmas New Year period. It's like just seemed to be go on forever. So I think everybody is now ready to go, ready to really kick off and get back into the business. So um, just briefly before we, we start talking about beds, which I wanted to discuss today, um, how did the boot camp go? Because that was back in October. I really didn't have a chance to have a chat with Tyann about it. So uh, what, what were your highlights from the boot camp? You know, Heather, this year was, def- or 2019 was definitely our best year ever. It was an amazing group of vacation rental owners and small managers. We were able to cover all of the basic topics. And then we went above and beyond that, a little bit of which we're going to talk about at the end of our conversation to add to the cliffhanger. But it was a huge success, I have to say. It was really just the biggest group we had. Um, The exciting thing is, is that we have even more alumni that are excited to come back again in 2020. Tyann and I are just about to sign the papers on the new location for this year's event. It's going to be in Seattle, and I believe it's around the last week of October. We're super excited about that, and we are planning on having 70 people there this year. That's amazing. That that really is amazing. So, uh, yeah, great stuff. So, uh, obviously, as, as we go through the year, I will promote it, as you know. So, for those of you listening, this is the VR Mastered Boot Camp that was started by Alana and Tyann Marsink five years ago, four or four, five years ago now. Yeah, four, I think about four years ago. Yeah, and it's a five-day a five day boot camp. So I won't say much more about it than that. It's, uh, as Alana said, it's towards the end of October, and I'm sure they'll be making an announcement um, before too long, and we will bring that news to you. So let's talk about beds. We sleep a lot. I'm trying to sleep more, although you heard me yawning just now. <laughs> I 
maybe I should go go back to bed. But you know, I've been to a number of vacation rentals this year, and in one of them, the sleep I had was the best ever. In another, I spent a whole week struggling to get two or three hours of sleep because the bed was so uncomfortable. So I know with your company, The Distinguished Guest, that you were very involved with the linens, the sheets and the pillows and the things that make a bed really comfortable. And so I I thought you were the best person to talk about beds in general. And I know that you don't have the direct experience with sort of supplying mattresses, but I thought we could just have a discussion on what we we actually think is the best for a vacation rental. Because the place I went to in Italy with this really, really hard bed, hard bed, hard mattress, two pillows, that was all they supplied. And although we did ask for more and very limited bed coverings. So and then and then I went to New Orleans for the Vacation Rental Managers Association conference in October and I stayed at a Sonder in New Orleans and I have to say it was the best bed I've ever slept in notwithstanding the fact that the that the sheets were just amazing but it was a good mattress they were great sheets I just slept like a baby for the whole time I was there so I just wanted to thought thought it would be good to discuss the the good and the bad of beds does that sound good let's do it let's do it so let's talk about bed frames to start with. You know, in, in olden days, in olden days, you just went out and bought a box spring and then stuck a mattress on the top of it. And the mattress was you know, thin or thicker. It, we didn't have the pillow top things. And now we are faced with this huge array of different choices. What would you go for in terms of a foundation and a mattress if you were equipping a new vacation rental right now? Okay, good question. Okay, so if I was equipping a new vacation rental right now, a lot of times what I like to do is try and work with what's already there, right, to just help minimize the additional cost. So if there was a box spring and a mattress there, I would probably just live with that until it was time to make a change. If I was starting fresh and I was totally kidding out a new place, I probably would go for a solid frame um, to just get rid of, one, the expense of the box spring and two, having to cover up a box spring because just in my experience, they just don't look that great. In the past, we've had the option to put another fitted sheet around it. Um, More recently, a lot of companies are coming out with box spring covers just purchased some of those from my place in Kauai. Um, They're burlap. They look beautiful, super custom. So that was my way of kind of dealing with my box springs that I already have. In the future, if I keep my bed frame, I will probably keep my box spring because my bed frame requires a box spring. But again, I think if I was starting fresh, I would probably go with a frame that doesn't require a box spring. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so what would you put on top of it? On top of the box spring? No, on top of the bed frame. Oh, I would just put a mattress on there. So just a mattress or let's talk mattresses then, because I know when we moved into our, our new house and we'd, we'd had the same old bed for 25 years, we actually brought it from England to Canada because it's ma- I absolutely love this mattress. And then when we sold our last house, I thought, yeah, 
25 years. I think it's time this one, <laughs> this one went and we got something new. And there was just so much out there and particularly mattresses, mattresses in boxes. And I was intrigued with getting a mattress in a box. And so I spent hours and hours on Google looking at different types of mattresses and how these, how these, um, these memory foam ones are created and what's in them. And then you've got the, I mean, I don't know if you have, um, we, we ended up buying an Endy mattress, which I think is a Canadian made one, but there's Casper, there's Lisa, there's purple, there's bed in a box and probably a gazillion others. If you were going from mattress in a box, is there anything you'd specifically choose? Okay, so that is a really tough question, right? Mattress in a box is a pretty new phenomenon, let's just call it, that tipped the market. I think that they're still being tested. I think that in terms of how long they're lasting, longevity, um, how people are sleeping on, um, you know, just being evaluated in the market in general, I think people tend to go that route because they're a lot less expensive. I think I have other challenges being on an island for my place. I'm not even sure. I'm sure you can get bed in a box there, but it would be quite expensive to ship it there as well. So mm-hmm. I think Costco has great mattresses. They also have a really good return policy. So I think that that's one thing to consider when buying a mattress. I also tend to sway toward products that, as you know, that you find in the hospitality business. Mm-hmm. To me, it's tried, it's tested. So while you're doing your research, it's also really interesting to see um, what hotels are using. So as you probably could have already guessed, the first thing that I do when I get to a hotel room <laughs> is completely deconstruct the bed. Um, and things that I'm looking are, for are sheets, whether or not they have mattress encasements, what sort of mattresses they're using, things like that. Another thing to think about doesn't always come down to what's the cheapest or it shouldn't when it comes to your decision. I also, so beyond reviews, looking at what the hospitality industry is doing, I also look at it from a marketing perspective, right? So if I could spend $700 on a bed, but then maybe get like a Weston Heavenly mattress for you know, it's on sale for $1,000, but then I have that marketability that I could use on my website. Oh, I have a heavenly bed. That Mm -hmm. might be a draw to a lot of people, right? Another bed in a box that's really popular that people loved is tuft and needle, right? There's another one. Okay. I have a tuft and needle bed in my home, you know, a Casper bed in my home. These are mattresses that people identify with. So they may be more likely to book your place, right? Because they're familiar with that. That's something that they've used, they've heard of, they know of. I like that. That's, I hadn't really thought about that to actually say that you have a brand of mattress. Certainly the Westin one I've heard of, and I've heard of Tuft and Needle and Casper, of course. And I guess, yes, that would be, that, that could be possible selling point. Absolutely. And that will tie into our cliffhanger at the end of this, Heather. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're still keeping people in there. <laughs> so in, in terms of conventional mattresses, it's always, it's always difficult, you know, and you go into um, these department stores or we have here Sleep Country Canada, which is a, a massive mattress outlet. And, and it is always difficult. You know, you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a mattress or you could go for one in the sale for for under a thousand 
if you, let's take the Westin mattress out of it and the Tufton needle and whatever, if you're just going for a general mattress, is there, should you go for something that's on the, on the heart firm side or the softer side or a, um, orthopedic mattress? There's just so much choice. Yeah. This is a question I get a lot. So I always tell people because a lot of my clients are also enjoying their vacation rental homes is to really kind of go with a mattress that they like and enjoy sleeping on. So that's really hard. But also the hospitality companies do make tradition are using traditional mattresses still. So there's like Sealy Serta. They all have hospitality lines. Mm-hmm. And when you do a little bit of research online, you can definitely find those. So I would probably go down that route. For me, I would probably go down the route of a more traditional mattress. I think a mattress is a small part of it, of the comfort level of what makes people sleep well. I think it's the whole bed together. If you're getting complaints about your bed or you're using one that's already there, I always tell people, well, rather than going out and spending a bunch of money on a new mattress, buy a mattress topper, right? Mm -hmm. You could go to Costco on Amazon, find a mattress topper, put that on there, you know, get it all covered up underneath the waterproof mattress pad. Yeah. And no one will ever know it's there, but it's going to just maybe make the bed a little bit more comfortable. I mean, really the only time to make a change would be after, you know, like seven to 10 years, or if you're, you know, feeling a slope in your mattress, or you're starting to get consistent complaints. You're never going to be able to please every <laughs> single person that stays at your place. No, absolutely. I yeah, understand that. So let's move on to mattress covers. You just mentioned that. So full enclosure, padded. You, you mentioned waterproof, but there's, there's, a, there's different types of waterproof mattresses. Uh, yeah, mattress so mattress think- covers. Yeah, I'll just take you through the process that I use and that I recommend to all of my clients. So obviously there's the mattress and then I put a waterproof encasement so protects against bed bugs, allergens, and it's waterproof. That zips around, you can lock it. What you don't want is people accessing that. Um, It can be washed, but unfortunately it's like, you're wrestling your mattress to get this thing on, right? And Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but mattresses are heavy. So it's not something that I can personally do on my own. So it's one of those things that you want to just set it and forget it. I mean, you can take it off once a year if you'd like to wash it. But really, to me, that's just a protection layer. From there, if you wanted to add um, a mattress topper, I'd put that on top of that. If you felt that your mattress wasn't uncomfortable, if, if, if you were getting complaints that it was uncomfortable, Typically, I wouldn't put one on there. Yeah. So after the encasement, then you're going to want to put a removable, easily removable, waterproof pad. Um, And it should not have a plastic barrier on it. That is, you know, very 20 years ago. um, (laughs) Or (laughs) you don't want to pay the extra, you know, $30. It's well worth the extra money to get a nice waterproof mattress pad that's easy to get on and off that you can use to cover your encasement. And then if somebody should have an accident, you know, you should take that off and launder it. And that should be a poly blend. Then the poly provides the layer waterproof protection. I'm not exactly sure how the process works from a manufacturing standpoint. 
but they are waterproof and that is the definitely the next layer that you want to have on there. Oh, that, that, that is great. I wouldn't have uh, thought about that. I remember a couple of years ago going to the Bahamas and they had plastic covers on the bed, on the mattresses. And first, I mean, the, the feel of them was pretty awful because the top sheet slides over them, <laughs> uh, the bottom sheet rather slides over them. And what, what's the first thing you do? You take the mattress cover off. Yeah, which, which, exactly. neg- which negates the whole point of having it in the first place. So, uh, so I've, I've, I've talked to a number of owners over the years and said, just please don't do this. I know, you know, you're concerned about your mattress, but there are ways of protecting that mattress without the nasty plastic. Exactly. And it, it makes people sweat and it makes them hot. And so, the, yeah, just having the cotton poly mattress pad, you know, allows for wicking and it's breathable. Um, you know, the same thing with the mattress encasements. You don't want to use plastic to cover your mm-hmm. mattresses. You want to be able to make sure that air is getting through there and they are breathing. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great tips there. So let's move on to pillows. Number of pillows, obviously. And I, and I think this this is, to me, it's a no-brainer, but the amount of places, I properties I go and see to inspect and they still have just two pillows on a on a double or queen or king. And to me, it's no brainer. You've got to have at least two per person. I 100% agree with you. And I don't know what it is about pillows. It's one of the most vulnerable spots for a lot of vacation rental owners. I like you have stated a lot of vacation rentals this year. And it's just like people seem to go to the aisle where they sell pillows and they're automatically drawn to the least expensive pillow mm-hmm. on the aisle. I don't know what it is. People don't find the value in spending money on a pillow. That is the one place where I spend extra money. I save on sheets and I spend the money on the pillows. And I think my reviews are reflective <laughs> of uh, what is a comfortable bed. So how, how much should you pay for a pillow? How, what, what's the sort of average cost per pillow? You know, um, it all depends. I would say pillows are probably one of the easier items to purchase on a wholesale basis because they usually come in sets of eight and most vacation rental owners can easily, you know, buy 16 of those for a small property. So to me, that's a no brainer. Um, It really depends. So I would recommend that people go for a nice mix since people have different preferences. So if you went for a poly, like a poly filled pillow, you can maybe get that for $10 each wholesale. And I mean, these are nice poly-filled pillows that you're going to find at a hotel. Mm -hmm. If you want a feather poly mix, that's going to cost you a little bit more. If you want all feathers, you don't have to get like white, you know, goose feathers. There are other, you know, types of feathers you can buy that are just as great and are more affordable. Wholesale, those are maybe $20 each, I'm going to say. So there are different levels. And I think that if you protect your pillows, I think that they're going to last you many years to come. You could wash them. They should be washed once a year. Your feather pillows, in my opinion, are going to last you longer than the poly-filled pillows are because when those go through the laundry, they you know, sometimes don't perform as well So uh, over the years. So I would recommend that each pillow be covered in a waterproof pillow encasement. Again, that's another item you could easily purchase wholesale. 
um, and save a ton of money. And you might have a few extras, but over 10 years, your ROI is going to be there. So if you have the room and can invest in larger quantities, and again, pillows, like I said, are coming quantities usually of eight, you're going to be far better off in the long run doing that. So that's kind of my recommendation when it comes to pillows. So I'd probably do two feather pillows and two poly-filled pillows on each bed. Okay, lovely. And we're going to come back to this idea of, of buying wholesale because I think for many owners, if you know, with just one property, they don't think, they don't have that sort of mindset that they buy wholesale. They'll just say, well, right, I need another pillow for this bed. I'll go and buy one or I'll buy, buy two. And then probably ending up over a period of time spending more money than they would if they just went, okay, I'm going to buy them all in bulk right now. And then I've, it, it may be an, an initial larger outlay, but they're saving in the long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my other tip when it comes to pillows is streamline. You know, if you have one king bed, but all your other beds are queen, full, or twin, just go with all standard. Put standard on your king bed. Maybe you put five standard pillows on your king bed, and then you're using all standard pillows. So you're not having to buy eight king pillows all you're buying are standard pillows. So that's another way, really great way to streamline your process. So not only are you cutting out the king pillows, but you're cutting out king pillowcases. And that is where it really comes into savings when you're wholesaling. Yeah. Because I'm helping my clients get pillowcases for less than $3. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, that's the number one thing that turns the quickest on your sheets. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just want to go back and just reinforce something you said about pillow covers, because again, I've, I've been to vacation rentals where I've been asked to strip off the bed at the end of my stay. And, and I've taken the pillow covers off the pillows and just gone, oh my God, it's, it's just bare pillow under the pillow cover. And I, I'm really glad I took the pillow off at the end of the stay and not the beginning. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, I slept on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And at least with the encasement, you know, that is something they can take on and off really quickly and just wash those. Right. So if you're washing the encasement and that's like a waterproof barrier, then you're going to have to wash your pillows less. Right. So, and then people go to sleep all the time with wet hair Yeah, all the time. And that just yellows the pillows and it's just, uh, I mean, it's just not anything you ever want your guests to see. Mm -hmm. Okay. Once again, good tips. Now to the best bit. Where to get the best sheets? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know me and my preference is to really kind of follow and navigate the system like the hotels do, Mm -hmm. like the large hotels do. And my client base, again, is really kind of four or five star clients. So as you can imagine, you know, I see it all the time on forums, people asking, what are the best sheets? And again, this is a place where people just don't value placing any money. And I I find that to be really difficult. And there's a lot of people out there just recommending things like microfiber. And every time I see someone recommending microfiber without asking a bunch of questions of the person that is wanting to buy sheets, for example, how much are you getting a night? Um, what sort of weather are you located in makes me realize that this person really hasn't done their homework and they're just trying to earn affiliate income or whatever it is for the blog post that they've posted on the forum. 
And so many people are recommending microfiber and that just makes me want to cringe. <laughs> I like to see a cotton holly sheet, but they're not all created equal, right? Depending on what you're getting per night, I will direct you to what level thread count you should be using. If you're a five-star luxury vacation rental, you're getting over, you know, $2,000 a night. I am going to drive you to a high-end luxury, 100% cotton brand name like Ferrette that you can use to market on your listing sites, on your website, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to use that as a marketing tool. You're going to get them at a very good wholesale price. And that is where I'm going to send you five-star making over $2,000 a night. If you are getting over, you know, between 500 and 1,000, I'm going to send you to a certain level of sheets. It's going to be a cotton poly blend because you're probably doing laundry at home and you're going to need a blend because that is going to be a more durable. It's going to perform better in the laundry, which means it's going to launder a lot quicker because the poly. And three, it's going to wrinkle a lot less than 100% cotton. Yeah. My person who's five-star getting $2,000 a night, they need to have a service. So 100% cotton going through a service, no big deal. That's going to come out pressed and beautiful. But if you're laundering at home, you need to have a cotton poly blend. If you're making $200 a night, I'm going to send you to a different thread count. If you're making $100 a night, it's going to be a different thread count. And all those have variations in pricing. If you are a small manager and you have 10 places and they vary from $100 a night to $500 a night, I'm going to direct you towards something right in the middle that everybody's going to be happy with because you're going to want consistency across your portfolio because that's your brand. Yeah. And you want consistency at every single place that you have so that if they rent the place for $100 a night, they're going to know what to expect. If they rent the place for $500 a night, they're going to know what to expect. But the sheet that I'm going to direct them to is going to be perfect on all accounts. Excellent. And, uh, and we'll come back in a second, you know, once again and talk about where to get these sheets. What about color? Okay. So, well, I'm just all about hundred percent white sheets. So I know, I know not everybody is up for that at their vacation rental, but okay, I'm going to do my convincing speech here. I just think that it looks great. You can tell if it's clean and it, it just looks beautiful. It's what I'm looking for and what I want to see on bed. It's what the hotels are doing. And I know, I know not everybody agrees with that philosophy and that's totally okay. But for me, that's the way to go. And there's no other way. And I know people do it in different different colors in different rooms. So the housekeepers know, okay, that gray sheet goes in the king room. That, you know, pink sheet goes in the, the room with the queen bed. So they use it for sizing. But here's the great thing about hospitality sheets. The hotels have figured this out long ago. They have an ID system that they put on each, each sheet. So for example, on a king sheet, flat and fitted, They'll have a thread down the edge of the sheet, running the length of the sheet, that is maybe um, red for king. Mm-hmm. And then on queen, maybe it's green. And then on full, it's a maybe a purple thread. It's a very subtle thread. So nobody's going to see it except you or your cleaner. And that's a visual identification of the size of the sheet so they know where each sheet goes. So it's efficient. That sounds 
amazing because I know with, uh, with, with a couple of the properties that I've had, which, you know, have had three or four, maybe five, one of them had five bedrooms and different, different sizes of beds in every bedroom that when we had just this great bundle of white sheets that would come out of the laundry and then it's like, well, now we've got, how, how do we tell which is which size? So I, I love that idea. So let's, let's go on with this. Where do you get these hospitality, these hotel sheets? And what's the sort of minimum order you can have? Yeah, so this is really kind of one of the biggest challenges. And I have been working with a lot of vendors to try and get them to, you know, break down case packs. So obviously, hotels are not purchasing one Z, two Z sets of sheets. They are purchasing in what are called case packs. And this is the wholesale pricing that we were talking about earlier in the conversation. So for sheets, typically, not every everybody does it a little bit differently, is that you are purchasing, say you have king, queen, and twin beds. If you want to purchase wholesale, you will purchase two dozen flat king sheets, two dozen flat fitted sheets, two dozen flat queen sheets, two dozen flat queen fitted, or fitted sheets, and same with the twin sheets. So how they're structured is in boxes of two dozen. Now I have other vendors that are slightly different. So there are maybe 10 flat sheets and 15 fitted sheets, which makes sense because you go through more fitted sheets anyways. So it all depends on the vendor. For my place, for example, I just purchased sheets for my place in Kauai. I purchased king, queen, twin sheets, flat fitted pillowcases. Pillowcases come in case packs of 120 typically that's six dozen um and then i purchased duvet covers those sometimes comes in come in quantities of a dozen and i think i spent three thousand dollars so i will that will get me through the next 10 years of sheets at my vacation rental if i decide to sell it that's an upsell um to and wonderful for the next client because getting things on island are incredibly difficult and maybe i'll have to replace pillowcases or purchase more pillowcases but again if i'm getting those for less than three dollars each that's kind of a no-brainer so you really have to look at the return on investment Mm -hmm. how much you're currently spending on sheets but that's for five beds over you know, I that's like $300 a year for five beds. And that includes the duvet cover, flat sheet, fitted sheet, pillowcases. And I put four pillowcases on each bed, two on the twin. So $300 a year, it's not a bad. No, it is not. It really isn't when you Annual, look at it like that. So, nah, so you have, yeah. you've got to look at the long game here. And, once, and you've, you just mentioned duvets. That's one thing we had not touched on. Duvets, where do you get the duvets? Is that do they come from a wholesaler as well? And do you have to buy a dozen of those? Or is that something that you um, you buy from IKEA, I guess? You know, I, I bought all mine from uh, one of my vendors. I mean, you could buy them at IKEA, but again, that's just like another stop along the way where you're less efficient, if you will. So um, running to a store. So, you know, there are tons of places you could get duvet covers, but. Mine are shaping out to be anywhere between twenty and thirty dollars a piece mm-hmm. wholesale. So it just makes a lot of sense for me to purchase them in bulk. You know, I mean, if you have two properties, it's obviously a no-brainer. If you just have one, maybe you partner up with your neighbor down the street who's your friend, and you guys split case packs, and you know, 
go from there. I've had some clients that are, are doing that. Um, and that makes a lot of sense for everybody. So, I mean, there are different options and you can definitely get creative. Buying wholesale, I will put in my little word of caution. Um, I remember I was at a VRMA event in Salt Lake City maybe five years ago. It was a while ago. And I had one gentleman come up to me. He's like, wow, these towels are really amazing. I just bought from XYZ distributor. Just went online, purchase and click. Bought towels for $4. He got them. They weren't even big enough to wrap around a body. (laughs) And they were scratchy. So again, I see people going for price. They're so sensitive about the price points. Well, from a wholesale perspective, I have access to five-star bath towels that are large enough plus to go around your body for $8, right? So, you know, and then hand towels less than three and then um, wash towels for, you know, kind of hovering around $1.25. So not a huge investment, but you're getting quality product. If you Google wholesale linen towel or wholesale wholesale towels, you're going to have thousands of vendors that are going to come up. And the nerve-wracking part about that, because I've lived this, is that you purchase them and they come to you and they're not quality controlled. So you have strings coming out of all of them. They're just like a mess. Sometimes they have holes in them. They don't last long. They haven't been double-stitched, whatever it is. So you're taking a little bit of a gamble. With me, I've been doing this for six years. I've done my research. I only work with vendors that are working with four-star hotels and above that are like Marriott Hotels, Westin Hotels, Hilton's, those sorts of hotels. Because I know it's tried. I know it's tested. And if these large corporate companies are trusting these vendors, I'm going to trust them too. Um, The nice thing is, is that because of my relationship. So previously I was purchasing from a lot of these people and then reselling. Well, now they're willing to sell direct to my customers because they realize this is such a large market. But the best part is, is that my clients are now getting my pricing, my wholesale pricing. Mm -hmm. So that's really exciting. So that's kind of where I am this year as I kind of transition over to more of a consulting sort of practice and connecting vendors. But I, I like to talk to every single owner I work with first. I'm going to start doing like 30-minute free consultations so that I can provide direction after I ask all these questions and get them connected with the best product for their property. Excellent. You've just provided so much really useful information, Alana. Thank you so much. Now we've got to the, oh, about 37 minutes now. So we're going to quickly hit this uh, hit, hit this cliffhanger, which was this little extra we were talking about. And I'd, I'd like you just to share what that was about, about affiliate programs. Yeah. So another thing that I am consulting a lot of my clients on these days, and this is one uh, of the big things we taught at Vera Mastered this year, is that really to take your property to the next level once you already have a website that's generating revenue from your vacation rental and that's all in place and you've been doing it for three or four years, the next step is to start adding some passive income. And what I mean by that is affiliate income. A lot of you have heard of that, but maybe haven't actually really totally understood exactly what that means. Well, what that means is retailers like, and I'll start with the, the first two I would recommend that vacation rental owners who have websites pursue and open affiliate accounts with are Amazon and Target. 
So those are two of the places that we're shopping at the most, right? And so when you're thinking about kitting out your vacation rental, um, not only for sheets and towels and things like that, but also for furnishings. And uh, and I'm not saying get every single item you <laughs> you you are going to have at your vacation rental from Amazon just because you want to try and make money on it. That would be bad advice. And I would never recommend that. Um, and that's a whole other different podcast. <laughs> but pick certain things. And then you also want to diversify your affiliate income. So I'm kind of giving you like a really quick overview of affiliate income. You want to diversify. So you want to work with Amazon. You want to work with Target. And then eventually you want to branch out to different groups. So if you are a small vacation rental owner and you don't want to buy wholesale, you can find what are good sheets on Amazon. And I'm happy to help with that. Hospitality sheets on Amazon. If you purchase those, put them in your vacation rental, write a blog post about like your, your linens or a shop my place blog post, then you can link to those sheets that you're using on Amazon and your guests can then say, oh my gosh, I had the best night's sleep. Like Heather, mm-hmm. she would have gone into that place and said, oh, what are these sheets? Okay, let me look at, oh, look at in my touch day guide, there's a link to a shop my place. I wonder if like the sheets are in here. Okay, I think I'll go on there. I'll click it. Well, that's an affiliate link. And then they go on Amazon, click and buy it, and you'll make a small commission off of it. Right? How passive is that? So you have to set up the blog post, right? It might cost you a couple hundred dollars in your time and effort to do that. Um, But once it's done, it's a set it and forget it item. And as your guests click through there on your website, you might be making commission, a little bit extra commission off of some of the items that you're using in your house. I absolutely love that. I love the idea of passive income anyway. And, and I know with that place, that, that Sonder property I stayed at in New Orleans, I love those sheets so much. I would have, if I thought about it, I would have, <laughs> and I know that Sonder don't do that, but I, I would have gone onto their site. I would have clicked on where to get these sheets and maybe it would have taken me to a hospitality site and I could have bought them and then they would have had the commission. So yeah, this, this, that, that's how affiliate income works. And you yeah, don't, you don't exactly. have to do anything. You don't have to ship it yourself. All you're do, all you're getting paid for, and it's a relatively small commission, but over time it can add up. But all your, what you're doing is just, it, it's sending the people to the place where they can go and buy these things, but with your link. Exactly. And it's a win-win because they don't pay any additional, right? That the price is the price. Mm-hmm. You're just directing them to the product. So, yeah, I mean, and, you know, if you're wholesaling these linens and you live next door and you still want to sell them because you could just pick them and pack them, put them in a bag and leave them for the guests, you can even have a little shopping cart on your website where you're actually selling these items. That wouldn't be my preference because that's more work. But, and, and I'm in California, my vacation rental is in Hawaii, so that just wouldn't work for me. But if you were there and you had access to all the product and it was easy, that would be an just a simple way to go about it. So, you know, if you're actually inventorying the product, you could easily sell it if you're purchasing wholesale. So, yeah, it's fun to think of all the different ways in which to generate revenue for your vacation rental. And I think this is one that's come up. Not a lot of people have explored it or started talking about it. So I'm excited that, you know, that's something we're covering in boot camp and 
And when my new website launches, I'm writing a free downloadable about that. So I will get you the link to that, Heather, when it's ready. Absolutely. And I'll pass that on. And in the meantime, I will make sure that the link to the distinguished guest is on the on the show notes and any link, of course, I can add at a later date to the VR Mastered Bootcamp so that if anybody's listening to this, say in a, in a month or two's time, uh, when everything's been announced with dates and venue, then they'd be able to go to the show notes and see that. So uh, Alana, it's been absolutely, always is, this is your third time on the show and it's, it's always an absolute delight to have you with us. And I'm sure we will get together at some point in, in the future and do this all over again. That sounds great. I got to get you out to Kauai to sleep on my bed, Heather, and oh. then to boot camp. <laughs> I, I would love to do both. <laughs> uh, excellent. Well, always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much and enjoy this crazy winter. <laughs> well, I'm heading to Texas, so it won't be too much of a crazy winter, but thank you again. Oh, well, good for you. <laughs> thanks again, Alana. Just a, just a pleasure. Uh, thanks, Heather. Well, thank you, Alana Schroeder. What an absolute pleasure to talk to Alana again. And she has such knowledge of how we should set up and operate a vacation rental. You're not necessarily from the property management software or technical viewpoint, but from what makes and what constitutes a perfectly presented property. And of course the beds do. And I have all have been guilty in the past of, of going out and buying cheaper stuff. Um, I've learnt my lesson and would never do it again. But certainly it was quite the eye-opener, the idea of buying wholesale for the next 10 years. So if you expect to be in the business for another 10 years, wouldn't it be great just to spend $300 a year on all the bed linens for five beds? You could not do that if you were buying everything separately each year. So it's definitely a good way of looking at it. So thank you, Alana, for sharing that with us. And I hope you like that little bonus about affiliate income, something I'm really going to explore. We looked at that a a lot of years ago, but never took it any further. And I know that Alana and the team at VR Mastered uh, have been developing this idea about monetizing your website. When you've built your website, well, then monetize the heck out of it. Because if you've just got one property or two properties, then you do have, you can look at it and say, it's just finite income. You know, you can only rent so many weeks of the year and after that you're done. But if you can monetize it in different ways, then you've got some additional income coming in. So thanks, Alana, for sharing that too. So that's it for another week. Over the next few weeks, we're going to come back to the shorter interviews and then adding in my book recommendations and Mike and Jason's tech recommendations, because uh, we sort of dropped that off a little bit over the course of the latter part of 2019, but definitely picking that up for this year. So watch out for that. So don't forget if you feel so inclined and I'd love it if you did to go to iTunes and leave, of course, a five-star review of the podcast on iTunes. The more people that leave reviews, the better the uh, podcast gets in the rankings. It's just the same as a vacation rental. So if you can, I'd really appreciate it if you would do that. So from me, another week over and I'll see you again next week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. 
If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.